Ladies and gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary? Chris, the Herons are back. And we got messy. What's going on? What, 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 what? Where is the information? I guess we're getting ready for a sister kissing fiesta. I felt like we were playing a 2 8. It was just a 2 8. Let me tell you, Danny is about to get destroyed in the chat. So you know, Are we kissing every sisters, Chris? And maybe stepsisters, but not regular sisters. I've done a little bit of research on him. When it comes to FIFA, this guy's 68. We're going to have the greatest player of all time on the team. If there's a time to believe, it's now. It looks like a heron shat all over it. You guys are literally getting excited for a rank 65 player on FIFA 23. We got some pretty good FIFA cards on our squad now. Right? You gotta understand, Kevin. This is how this is how we scout our players here on the show. <laughs> Just look at FIFA cards. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the Herons are back. Welcome everybody to episode number 147 of the Battered Herons podcast. I am your host Daniel Granada and alongside me as always is Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? This is going to be a fun weekend. Are you kidding me? Playing against O-Town? Bring them on, baby. And uh, shout out to Stancy. Uh, the Herons are back. Pablo Gonzalo. Uh, Golazo. Golazo, Will the Herons yeah. be back tonight? The, the Herons are back tonight. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow also. We're talking about Orlando. So it's going to be a fun week, fun weekend, and just a lot of stuff going on. And uh, shout out to Joe Kerr, catching us live all the way from Budapest. That's a long ways away. I wonder what Hungary. the time is over there. Yeah, let us know what time it is over there, Joe. I, I'm curious. You must be up. It might be the morning time already. So shout out to Joe for joining us all the way from over there. And uh, it's always fun when he joins us. And a uh, shout out to everybody that's joining the chat live now. So yeah, um, much appreciated. A lot of fun stuff happening. We, you know, it's a big week, right? It's rivalry week. Florida yes. is Rosa y Negro. So I got my shirt ready. I'm ready for the weekend. Big game coming up. But um, we are going to start with, uh, well, we teased it last time, right? So we wanted to talk about something real quick. Not a big deal. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny that I've seen a couple of people just randomly comment on it. So I just wanted to touch on this real quick. All right. So no, 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 not that. So episode 145 was last a little pow Wednesday. Pow, a little pow pow. No, it's not a pow pow. Don't say that. Uh, it's one, episode 145. We had uh, a guest on. Uh, he was, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. I believe it was Alex. Alex. I forgot his last name. Yes. I forgot his last name. So, But he was a nice guy. He joined us to preview the LA Galaxy game. Now, we really appreciate all our guests. We don't pay them, right? They do us a favor of jumping on here. And before Absolutely. they ever get on here... We always let them know that they're going to have a really good time because we don't take ourselves too seriously and the chat is really fun. So you're going to have a great time while you're with us. And that's what we tell everybody before they jump on the show. Now, episode 145 was a little different. Okay. We appreciate you guys. And uh, we always say you guys are the best part of the show. But we, we've we gotten used to you guys being playful. But you guys were, um, I mean, a little all the strong. Way a little disrespectful. Uh, a little strong. To, uh, to our guest that day. To the point where some of you guys were hitting us with some of those super chats or as Chris calls them, super slams. But they were kind of disrespectful and I didn't put them up on screen. Now, the thing is, guys, that our guests are doing us a favor by joining us. And then on top of that, they can see the comments as they're popping up. So not only are I mean, I'm not putting them on screen, but they can still see them. So I felt really bad for the kid because he was really nice to join us and to preview LA Galaxy. And we really hope that you guys keep having fun with us. 
But when we have a guest on, we don't want them to be disrespected. We want them to have a good time. And I mean, I even saw some of the people in the chat calling out others as to why they were going a little hard in the paint. So we're hoping that, you know, you guys continue to have fun and welcome our guests and have fun with the guests. But we don't want the the guests to feel disrespected. So we just wanted to address that because we want to keep having fun with you guys. But if we could just keep the disrespectful level down, you know, a little lower because, I mean, there was some stuff that was just on call for and I don't even know where it came from. Well, and I just want to mention because Stancy is mentioning I'm too poor to give super chat, so I'm safe. And we typically put everybody's comment up, especially with some of the playful guests. Right. We'll have them come on and we'll put up these the the funny, the funny chats, the funny comments and whether it's, you know, whether I am fully fair game. No, yes. yeah, and, and to be clear, you can clown on us all the time. We don't care. Yes, like yeah, we don't take I, it so look, seriously. I, I think Chris and I insult each other more than anybody else insults us. So yes. we're all good. We're just saying for our guests, we don't pay them to come on here. They just do it out of the you know just just to help us out. So we appreciate them, and for the most part, you guys are pretty playful and they have a good time. But on one forty-five, you guys, you, you know, you guys were being a little disrespectful. So, well, and uh, I just yeah. want to mention. I just want to mention again, super chats or not, like we always try to put your comments up and mm-hmm. a lot of the guests are very playful. They, they accept it. They, they kind of, uh, you know, ah, okay. That's just a, a nice, a nice little fun comment, but it did get to a point where it escalated. I mean, look, it's, it's fun until it's not fun anymore. Like I saw it's like the it's comments. disrespectful. Yeah. I saw the comments guys and I was hesitant to bring them up. And I laugh. I, I, I get lost in the quicksand of what the chat is. But at the same time, you know, it so, was crazy. I yeah. was looking at it like, I don't want to bring these things up. Yeah, Are you so kidding me? Again, we, we don't want to sidetrack today's show. But we did want to just touch on that because tomorrow we will have another guest. Uh, yes. It's going to be another uh, Alex. Alex. Yes, another Alex from the Lions Then He's an Orlando fan. So even though he's an Orlando fan, we still want you guys to be respectful, playful, but don't be disrespectful. And uh, unless it's Tommy one time. If, yes. if Tommy one time comes on, you could 145 his ass all you want. So we'll call it out. We'll call it out. Well, I mean, yeah. if it gets to a point where it's Tommy one time or like we just see it's gonna it's getting to that point. It's yeah. like just, Danny. I, I mean, think Justin Blair, I think, is fair game also. Yeah, we'll just uh, 145 this guy. And yeah. that's it, you know, and then you guys <laughs> yeah. can just go ham on the chat. Now, I don't want I and and listen, Mike V, keep those wish comparisons. Cause I still <laughs> want a couple at least. But when it gets to a point where, like, you know, there was some other extra comments, eh, we can get just, away from it, that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they, they, you guys know when you're being disrespectful. Unless yeah. it's Tommy one time and we'll 145 his ass. Let's go. <laughs> All right, 3 a.m. in France. Walid, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. And we won't keep sidetracking the show with that. We just wanted to address that because we felt it was necessary because we do want our guests to have a good time as much as we do here. All right, so. One thing that we didn't touch on last time that Chris wanted to, and he was dying to bring up, so I figured I'd give him his space to talk about it. Phil Neville, the the old gaffer, went off to Portland, took Kamal Miller with him, and he had a pretty nice showing. Coach of the week on the on the team of the week. What did you think of Phil Neville this weekend, Chris? I mean, he dominated. Mm-hmm. He dominated. Guys, this is ill Phil we're talking about. I've been told you guys that ill Phil is ill with it. We lost a we lost a tremendous coach. All right, and now with that, I am still going to um, stand by what I said. 
I always told you that Phil Neville did a better job than what people gave him credit for. I don't think he gets enough credit for what he did in 2022 when they made the playoffs. He changed the way they played and tactically as soon as we got Piz uh, not Pizarro, uh, Pozuelo, right? Yes. That was all Phil Neville. He's the one that benched Iguain and then lit a fire under his ass and then got him going towards the end of the season. I don't think Phil Neville gets enough credit for that. But when you have two separate six-game losing streaks in one season, I'm sorry, you got to go. Not because you're a poor coach and I don't believe that you could eventually fix it, but because there needs to be some type of change in the room. So I, I, I yeah. don't think that it was a bad move by letting him go. I thought it was necessary. But um, I, I, good luck to him. I always thought that he was a class act, and I, and I appreciate him. But now he had to go, and I don't think that it was the wrong move to let him go. And Broward here on, yes, I do wave at him. Okay, he's the only coach that's going to get the wave from me. And Pablo Golasso, thank you for the super slam with your Jesus picture. Really enjoying the <laughs> Discord. Guys, if you haven't jumped on the Discord yet, like follow Pablo Golasso here. Jump on the Discord. Hang out with the gang. You know, it's, it's a blast in there. We always try to jump in as often as we can. And Jason is mentioning that Phil would be doing better now than Tata with the players we have now. That's interesting. What do you think? Do you think that Phil would do? I mean, obviously, everybody's going to say no because Tata is like this world-renowned coach, Gabber. But no. Like I, for the record, I, I put the, the, the link to the Discord in the chat, and I'll put it in the description if you're watching this not live. Um, no, look, do you think Tata's doing a great job right now? I think that he is doing okay. I, I don't think he's doing that great in terms of minute management. And I don't think that he's doing that great in terms of putting some players on the field that I don't think need to be in those positions. I mean, you have Noah Allen playing center back. You have Gressel but playing. playing. But, he, but, but Noah Allen hasn't looked that bad when he's... At least he hasn't. In there. Okay, he's so. skilled. He's All skilled. Right. So, I mean, but that's what you get when you have skilled players. You can move them around, like Robert Taylor. You can put him all over the place. He's not going to look bad, but, like, that's not his true position. Same thing with Gressel. Gressel, I don't even know what his position is. Like, Gressel's a right wing back. I mean, is he, though? Yeah, he is. That, that's what he does. That's, what he, that's where he's looked the best. I mean, I don't know what to do with that. I mean, uh, McVeigh last year, we had him playing left back. Look, Phil, ne um, Phil Neville, look, I guess you got me saying Phil Neville. Yeah, Data has, has stuck year, to baby. his possession. That, that's what his priority is. Keep possession, work the ball up. And I think that he's still trying to build that. Now, he doesn't have necessarily the players to do that with just yet. But once Leondo comes, if Busquets gets healthy, right? Because if you want, we can talk about Busquets in a bit with his ankle, yeah. right? Because everybody's talking about his ankle. And then Gomez in the midfield. And then you have Freyrev. My understanding is he's not a great ball distributor. But if you get somebody like Noah Allen, uh, Toto Aviles is still doing pretty well distributing the ball. Maybe this ends up working out. I think that people are – people said that we were too quick to give up on Phil Neville, even though two, six, seven-game losing streaks I think was more than enough. I think people are too quick to give up on Tata. I think it's well, only two I games into the regular season. I think it, it sort of comes with the territory, his stature – his like experience, his bona fides, if you will. And so like, I think people have higher expectations. And then on top of that, you're, you're coupling him with Messi, Busquets and Alba. 
So everybody's expecting us to form like Voltron and destroy everyone by five goals. But obviously, it takes a whole unit to be able to work together. So, and Mr. Krabs is chiming in saying, would Phil Neville have also brought these guys into Miami as got? Don't think so. I mean, look, maybe that was a part of the whole, you know, plan, the Voltron plan. But, I mean, who knows? I'm pretty sure he was. I'm not saying he wasn't. Look, Phil, uh, Data has brought some some South Americans that are young, like that are underrated. Who did Phil Neville? The thing is, I don't think Phil Neville necessarily brought anyone outside of his son. Like, mm, I, no. I think that that was all Chris Henderson. I think yeah. Data's had more of a hand in bringing in some of these South American players. Toto Aviles, I still think have high hopes for him. Diego Gomez, I know he's. Uh, some people are on the fence with him. I think he's going to be good. Facundo Farias, injured, I know sucks, but I think that he had the potential to be good. Redondo, yeah. like, I think that Tata has brought a lot more, obviously everybody's saying Argentinian, but South American overall influence into the players coming in. And that's what I always wanted. I wanted the MLS overall and Inter-Miami to be a bridge for young players in South America to get yeah. to Europe. If, mm -hmm. if the MLS can become that, the MLS will be a top league, not top five, but top 10 for sure in the maybe next 10 years, if we can be that middle ground between South America and Europe. And Tata is bringing those young guys to this team. And I think we're going to benefit from that. We're going to benefit from it on the pitch. And whenever it comes to them moving to Europe, we're going to be selling those players for a, a, a nice amount. So I think we're going to benefit from that in many ways. Well, and not only that, but I think now that we're signing, well, I mean, now that we signed Federico Redondo, which I think is going to be our, what is it, our next topic. I guess we can be able to sort of fold over into the next one with uh, Redondo talk. Finally, mm -hmm. he's signed, sealed, delivered. And he's still having visa issues. He's yeah, still waiting he's, on his visa. I mean, when we get him and he starts to play, that's when we're going to be able to see really what this is going to develop into. Because, I mean, the, somebody mentioned up at the top, hot take, and I, I had the comment up. Uh, Broward Heron mentioned we're going to do better without biscuits. Who the hell's biscuits? Mm, Busquets. <laughs> well done, Broward Heron. I had never that heard good. that, that was, before. That was a good I, one. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you told me. I would have never gotten that. All right. Uh, we're going to do better without Busquets? No, I don't think we're going to do better without Busquets. I think Busquets playing a, a more uh, attacking role where – you have Redondo playing that true CDM role and then letting Busquets go ahead and be more in the attacking, uh, linking up play between whether it be Messi, Robert Taylor, Suarez. I think that Busquets is going to do really well up there. So, I no, I, I still want Busquets to be here. I just want him to rid himself of all those defensive responsibilities. I want Diego Gomez yep. and Redondo to be those those defensive, defensive mind guys. Busquets had a lot more... Um, success last season because he had Arroyo next to him just about every game covering his ass defensively. Now, I, I get a lot of people say double pivot, but then that means that Busquets is still technically back there. I want Busquets to be more attacking. Like, yes. I get it. I get I get the that it's really cute to say double pivot, and I understand why. I, I personally like a double pivot, but with Busquets, don't give me a double pivot unless it's Gomez. If you tell me that the that the, the two CDMs are going to be Diego Gomez and Redondo, which I don't think that that would work, but if you tell me that, that's fine. But I want Busquets to have the freedom to roam up top and be more attack minded. Would I wonder if people would because people are mentioning here that Diego Gomez, Busquets, and Redondo are going to be solid midfield. 
I wonder I if people, yeah, I wonder if people would have actually considered if Gregory would have been better for no. for the team instead of Diego Gomez. Uh, and and Marasovic is mentioning Busquets as an eight. That's exactly what I want. Yeah, yeah, uh, and but he's still oh. injured. I mean, you could tell that he's not playing right, Pythias. For Do you sure. Think, um, I guess I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but and then look at this. Tank is mentioning he likes it when Boosie drops back as a third mm -hmm. center back. So what do we want? What do we want? Not me. We want Not him me. back. We want him no, up. No, don't take Tank seriously. We we, we have we, we, yeah, Tank, yeah. we have an Tank, issue with get you. Out of here. And, until you stop criticizing Drake Callender, I don't take any of your suggestions seriously. Yeah. Busquets cannot here. drop back as a third center back. Busquets should have no defensive responsibilities, and Drake Callender is the best goalie in the league. All right, um, and, the, good. and the good thing is, is that Busquets, if he does drop back, he is a really good passer from long range. So no. his vertical passing, Redondo yes. supposedly is great with the vertical passing. Also, Redondo's yes. constantly passing the ball into the final third. Oof. So a hundred percent here, this Oof. right here. I mean, yeah. look, they, listen, uh, listen. Uh, Franco Panizo had an update earlier today. If you guys haven't checked it out, all right, Tank, I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah. And and Franco had an update earlier today that had me worked up in all ways, shapes, and forms about Ian Frey. I can't wait to see that kid. Danny and I were having a discussion earlier, sort of like a pregame to the pregame about Ian Frey, which uh I don't know if we're gonna stick to the to to Redondo at this moment, but no, I mean I feel like we've said just about everything. And then I want to fight Tank. I'm gonna fight this guy. Oh my god. He's not the best guy. goalie in Florida. Oh my god. Who's Peruvian, the best goalie in Florida, bro? You know who's going to say, pull down your skirt. Your Peruvian is showing, Tank. All right. Uh, you know You're who's awful. Say. You're Absolutely awful, awful, Tank. Awful. All right. Um, so go ahead. We, let, let's jump over to Ian Frey. So Ian Frey, uh, come on, Stancy. Come on, Stancy. Don't gas him up. Don't gas. <laughs> I'm not even going to read that comment. I don't want the audio people to know what we're talking about. No. Oh my God. And Dos Santos just doubles <laughs> down tank with Dos Santos. No pun intended. Doubling down Dos Santos. So, yes, Sean Frey as our CDM is the wet yes. dream. Oh my goodness. I, I was well, talking to Danny earlier. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, I was just going to say that with Redondo, I, a, a double pivot of Redondo and Ian Frey. Oh. Because Redondo has to be our, our six. He has to be our CDM because he's good on the uh, defending, but he's even better on the attack when it comes to those vertical passes. So having him back there with Ian Frey, oh, that would be a dream. It would, man. And then on top of that, remember how, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about if Aviles was to play next to Ian Frey as center backs. Because, I mean, we started seeing that Ian Frey got comfortable moving up a little bit more, but... If we were to have like a center back tandem of Ian Frey and Toto and Toto Aviles, those two guys, I mean, those guys, in my opinion, could be the future. But as we talked a little bit about earlier, he did have three major injuries. And, you know, the, the question at this point is, will he be able to sustain sort of a, a healthy future without getting, you know, re-injured? Hopefully that doesn't happen. Three three ACL tears in I think it was three years. Um, and yeah. If anybody in the chat can correct me if I'm wrong, that that that's rough. I mean, I'm still holding out hope that that he can play through that. But unfortunately, I mean, as a fan of the team, I, I wouldn't necessarily um, put all my eggs in that basket. So, now, um, and 
Five City Lucas here hitting us with some, I guess, some news. I haven't seen anything about this, but he's saying apparently Inter not one of the 18s playing in the U.S. Open Cup. I know Danny's happy. Um, I ha- this is the first I hear about something like that. If that's the case, I mean, l- let me be clear. I don't and like AC the Rebellion Cup. is is Jorando right now yeah. because of that. I so you I just don't lost know. your Open Cup opportunity there, Rebellion. I am. Um, I, I don't like the Open Cup, but to be clear, if they allow for the whole B team to just play all the time, like I, I don't care if they're in it. I just don't want our our regular starters playing in that crap. But I mean, I don't care if it's like uh, I don't know who Borgelin, uh I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. You know, you got um. Uh, I mean, you'll have like Ascona come in after after he leaves Ascona's his not USL team. Yeah, I know, but like you'll have Vegas. like super. You'll have uh, Brightline, Bright Yannick Brightline. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you'll have so him like come if, in. If we're allowed to just run those guys out, yeah, I, I, I don't care. Like I'm okay. I probably won't. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I don't care. Sunderland, I mean, but, here we go. Yeah, Sunderland, but Sunderland, the way that he's been playing. I, I've seen him connect passes lately that I'm just like, oof, that kid, that kid's good. Oh, well, there was good. one when we went into the Real Salt Lake game where he went, Ooh. it went through like a million people. Like, Ooh. I don't know how it got through to Messi, Ooh. but that, that was a sexy a pass. Yeah. That kid's a player. All right. But, and, um, and, so yeah. And yeah, Lucas is mentioning that we would just have to focus all in one CONCACAF champion, which is great. You know, putting your focus all on that. Um, US Open Cup. I mean, look, is it nice to win that? I guess. Uh, Danny doesn't really care. And Mitch, yes, he is actually a baller. Tony Axe uh, is mentioning. I was just about to ask Lucas this, but I guess Tony Axe jumped the gun and and answered it for me. So I appreciate you, Tony. I think he just named the eight teams that were expected to play Uh, Seattle Sounders, LAFC, Houston, Atlanta, RSL, Dallas, Kansas City, and San Jose. Yeah. So apparently those are the eight teams that will be playing in the uh, U.S. Open Cup. I am not sure how those eight teams were selected, mm-hmm. um, but maybe they're not. Th- none of those teams are playing in the Champions Cup, I would assume. So maybe that has something to do with the selection. Probably, yeah. I mean, well, I don't, I don't I'm know. not. I'm not losing any sleep over it. I'm not a fan of that tournament. I think that tournament's stupid. Well, the Wolf of Brooklyn is mentioning Suarez is scoring next game. You gonna put the house on that wolf? Well, a uh, shout out to Wolf of Brooklyn just for the name. I I like that. Was this the first time Wolf of Brooklyn joins us? If yeah, it I is, think so yeah, I, I would that name would have stood out to me. Shout out to Wolf of Brooklyn, um, from Brooklyn myself. So I like that. Um, so this was this wasn't a, a part of the show, but U.S. Open Cup. I guess Inter Miami will not be participating in that. So we get to focus in on Champions Cup, um, the regular season. And the MLS Cup and then uh, Leagues Cup in August. So, all right, that sounds good to me. Yeah, and, I'm uh, totally good with that. And and now Kremaki, Kremaki was also seen training and stuff like that. So, are you guys his, looking he, forward he to Kremaki making the comeback? Yeah, it was no Ian Frey was lighter work. Kremaki was not as light from what I saw, but. I think everybody's going to be looking forward to Kramaki coming back, even though in reality it looked like he was dipping a little bit as David Ruiz was sort of rising. So 
I mean, listen, listen, I got nothing but good things to say about David Ruiz. I mean, Kremaki got injured. That kind of sucks. But right now, David Ruiz is coming for that ass. Well, I, I think it's it's David Ruiz's spot to lose at this point, right? Yeah. Kremaki comes back. He has to earn that somehow because I think yes. David Ruiz has now overtaken him in the depth chart. Oh, my goodness. And GFR is mentioning red card next game for sure. And I think he's talking about uh, Suarez. Oh. Oof. I don't know. He's been uh, pretty – he hasn't been pretty – he hasn't been aggressive or anything like that. No, and then last game, I mean, the ball just never got in that final third, so it was hard for him. To, he he needs a little service. He needs the ball to be in that final third for him to do something. It was rarely ever up there. Yeah, at least we have Spicy Messi to look forward to coming oh, back I, against Orlando by hand. I love I love Spicy Messi. Spicy Messi is my favorite Messi. And – we we got introduced to spicy Messi in the in the first Orlando game in League's Cup last year. We got a little taste of spicy Messi. It was like a teaser this past yes. week against uh, the Galaxy. Which, by the way, the the guy that he was getting into it, there was a po- a picture of him and Messi uh, getting into it on the newspaper, and he started posting a picture of it on his Instagram because he was so proud of it. So, look, that that's, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if more people try to, to to mess with Messi after that. Yeah, most definitely. Right. I mean, I think I think it's a thing. No, I mean, at this point, it's like a MLS thing. Like we're gonna bully you because you're not used to this, you know. So, uh, when we go out to the game on Saturday, now I don't know who had seen this, but apparently Chase Stadium has uh, a loyalty program. They have like little kiosks where you go and then you like check in to say that you were there. And then the more games that you attend, the the more that you get like benefits and gifts. I don't know what exactly it is. So I just want to, I don't know the, I should have looked into it. Maybe I'll find out tomorrow more details about it. But the reason I wanted to bring it up is so I wouldn't, one, forget to tell you guys. And two, make sure that when you go, if, especially if you're a season ticket holder, make sure you're looking out for these Chase little loyalty program kiosks and make sure that you go ahead and then you, you check in however it is that you check in. My understanding is through, through Ticketmaster, you check in and then you keep checking in every time you go so that you can get whatever benefits come with that. Oh, and Vice City Lucas is mentioning, I guess maybe this could be a benefit, but he's mentioning something on the side note. Food has been a downgrade this season so far. Listen, I think it's criminal that they moved the Mexican food truck. That's number one, right? Number two, they moved the Arepa <laughs> food truck. That's also criminal. <laughs> yeah and pablo golazo saying 25 visits and you get the email survey i remember when they first were sending the email surveys they're like oh we'll give you free tickets or some free thing now they don't even offer that on their on their email survey you just do a survey just to do a survey uh joker's asking if you got your public pregame, pre-game party, party tickets what the hell is that i i did not i've heard about it nobody sent that? me any email i'm surprised because you and your ticket rep are like best friends but I did not receive an email about this. You got I've heard the same people ticket talking rep. about. Yeah, but he likes you. He doesn't like me, apparently. Oh uh, I didn't receive any email. I, I've I've heard some people talking about it, but I I, ha- I have no way to get a ticket because I was not invited. Apparently. Apparently, and Mitch, this is a, a an ongoing update. Mitch is live on the scene. The Bustello machine at this moment, guys, is still down. Look, I will tell you, there's a couple of things that Inter Miami needs to do. One of them is they need to put a second Bustelo stand somewhere else in the stadium. Because for those of us 
that are in the south stand. And we have to get all the way to the west stand to get to the only Bustelo stand. You literally have to walk around the whole stadium because they blocked off a corner of the stadium in which we can't cross through. So we got to make that long-ass walk. And then we make that long-ass walk, and the Bustelo coffee machine isn't working. Like, I really hope they got their shit together. Like, how are you going to have a Bustelo coffee stand and not have a functioning coffee machine? It's ridiculous. Well, what Give doesn't make what doesn't make any sense is that this is like the team sponsor. Why don't they have Cafe Butelo stands on each side of the st- on each side of the stands? Yeah, Mike B, nice one, buddy, nice one. And yes, Kako, the beef, uh, the beef empanadas are pretty trash. I, right. I mean, look. I, I I go for the taco stand, I go for the taco truck, and I go for the empanadas. Those are like one and two right there for me. One and two for me, for sure. All right. Um, I, ha- I saw a comment, and I'm sorry, whoever it's, uh, sent it, I-, I lost your name. I'll see if I can but, fish for it. All right. But somebody asked, would you trade Campana for a faster striker? By the way, guys, on Wednesdays, if there's no game on Wednesday... We're, we're, the chat is going to be, we're going to be relying heavy on what you guys have questions and stuff because honestly, there's not too much to go off. We still got a couple more topics, but if you guys want to ask questions, feel free. So, would Comments you trade by Walid BKB. For, for a fast striker? Chris, would you? Uh, so, you're basically telling me would I trade Campana for Emerson? Uh, I would do it. Shut up. Well, this is the thing. And I was thinking about this uh, the other day. Everybody says bench Suarez and start Campana, right? <laughs> I have a question for you. When have you seen Campana consistently ball out? Ooh, that's a tough question because I know that there has been a little bit of inconsistency with Campana. He'll have like two games where he just blasts it and then he'll be lost for a couple other games. Uh, wow. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's a good question. Shout out to Justin from Hong Kong. We much, much appreciated. Shout uh, out. I'm assuming that, that it's got to be early in the morning over there. So shout out for, for having your morning tea with us. Um, the Campana Sean, thing. Yeah, Sean is saying there was like four games stretched last season. Dennis is saying never really. Uh, like, I, I remember in the beginning of that Iguain getting bench season, I remember he had a solid, like what, like, six eight game run and then Pozuelo showed up Pozuelo showed up and then he disappeared and again let me preface this by saying I like Campana I think Campana is capable of it but why is everybody so quick to give up on Luis Suarez who has proven in his career that he is a baller he was the MVP of the Brazilian league literally like three months ago and you're ready to like throw him away for Campana when Campana hasn't shown yet consistently that he can be that guy. Well, GFR thinks that Campana looks better than Suarez. I oh, mean, yes. Definitely, definitely Campapi, for sure. Aesthetic, aesthetically pleasing. He has beautiful hair. He's young. He's not running around like he needs to take a crap. So, yes, aesthetically, yes, he is someone that looks better, for sure. Look, I, I, I would, for one, yes. I, I, I would never trade Campana, at least not this season. But I did bring up that comment because it made me think about it. But this whole campana and we have to we have to 
put him in and bench Suarez. Like, I get it. I like Campana. But I think you're too quick to give up on Luis Suarez and throw in Campana when Campana hasn't shown you consistently that he is a baller. So, like, maybe if Campana, every time he got on the on the pitch, he was scoring or an assist or just making great plays. But what did he do? And I get it. I know what people are going to say. Oh, but he hasn't had a lot of time to be on the pitch. So, oh, oh Matt, you're, money, you're, Matt, you're, money, Matt, you're talking to me. I'll trade Messi for Cucho. All right. Um, <laughs> so, Campana, what did he do last time? Last game? He had a chance at a strike, at, at a, a shot on goal. And yeah. instead of taking it, he turned around and he passed it into the midfield, which led to a turnover, which led to a counterattack. Am I going to kill him for that? No. But I want to point that out because if Luis Suarez says that, everybody says Luis Suarez is done. That's it. That's what Luis Suarez is done. Uh, yes, I get it. I'm okay. Uh, hyperbolic, guys. Hyperbolic. I'm just joking. I everybody, would trade, I would not trade Messi for Cucho. I'd think about Yo. it, but I probably wouldn't pull the trigger. It's All just right. like how I said in the intro. Everybody at the chat is just straight blazing you. Bang, bang, bang. You're done, Danny. <laughs> That's it. You're done. No. But Clip I, it. Was I, was, I was joking about the messy thing. But the Campana thing, I, I am serious about. All right. I, I, am, uh, I am serious about it. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Because uh, I don't think that he showed. And it's not that I don't think that he can. I just don't understand why yeah. everybody's so quick to give up on Luis Suarez two games into the season for Campana. It's like, relax. Now, if Luis Suarez is performing this way in April, then all right, bet. Like, let's, let's see Campana consistently. But it's been two games. Luis Suarez in his first 15 games last year had four goals. And he ended the season as the MVP of the league. Now, am I willing to wait 15 games this season? No. No, he's got to do it a lot quicker. But I do realize that he might take some time to get going. So, so relax with all this, like, oh, get him. He has to retire or bench him for Campana. Shut the fuck up. No. Campana well, hasn't showed us consistently that he can do it either. Well, and Rebellion is mentioning give Suarez time. Joanne is saying it's painful to watch Suarez. Now, that comment right there, I, I mean, we were, we were listening to Taylor Twelman, and Taylor Twelman mentioned on Twitter like that he's like legitimately concerned for him. I think that as an athlete that has been that dominated in his last league, I think that we can sort of scale back the concern in terms of like his health because like he wouldn't sign on to another team to play if he was that bad in health. And and I've gone on to like listen to other um, South America shows and stuff, South American shows, yeah, to to see what people say about Luis Suarez. They all say he was walking and running like this last season, also. I mean, like Mitch. It, it, it might be painful to watch. Yes, I get it, but this Mitch, is how he looked last year, also. Mitch doesn't even want to go to Campana. He wants to bypass Campana and bring in Haitian Holland. I mean, what are we? What are we doing here, guys? I don't mind seeing Bojelin. The one thing that a lot of people are mentioning is Campana hasn't been given consistent time, which I agree with. I do agree that Campana has not been given consistent time throughout last it's been season. Two or games. This season. It's been two games. I'm just saying he hasn't been given time either, Campana. Like, think about it. We got Pozuelo, and then Iguain was on a tear. So you never got to see Campana and uh, Pozuelo play together often. We now we got Messi. And, and he just never did well. 
now we got Messi and now we got Suarez and you're not going to see Campana do too well with too much with Messi. So like, I don't know. Great point by Tony X. Gremio was desperate to keep Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez was trying to get out of his contract last summer and Gremio blocked it because Gremio was like, hell no, you're not leaving midseason. But we could have had him for League's Cup. I, look, no, and it, Dennis, it's, been, it's been a rough day. It's, it's been a rough day. And Dennis, listen, uh, two games. I, look, I know it's two games. I'm good with giving him time, at least 10 games. When we talked about it in the Spanish show, in the battered herons in Espanol, uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned that I think 10 or 15 games was sort of acceptable in terms of being able to see where he's at, you know, reevaluate. And Mike V is mentioning episode 147 equals spicy Danny. So I, I look, I'm willing to give. I'm willing to give him time. I'm willing to give. I'm willing to give Luis Suarez time. I think that all of you guys have to give. Uh, have to give him time. And then Matthew is money. Matt is mentioning Campana's play style is not shooting when needed, especially off the right foot. He's starting to do the the Robbie Robinson deal where he doesn't want to shoot from the left. Last year, if you like. Off the top of my head, I remember two Campana moments. And again, I like Campana, so I hate doing this because everybody's going to think that it sounds like I hate him. But I remember yeah. two Campana moments. One, the beautiful goal um, with the sombrero uh, in Atlanta. He kicked yeah. it to himself. He hit the upper 90. That was a beautiful goal. The other was a chance to seal the deal in League's Cup. Fast break. Two chances, mm. misses both of them. He could have yeah. gone down in history of this franchise and what we hope is going to be an illustrious history of a franchise, right? He could have gone down as the one that scored that. And that would have been such a memorable moment in this franchise to to end the game like that. And he blew it twice. Now he hit the penalty afterwards. But those are the two moments that stand out from Campana last year. In all reality, other than that, he didn't do too much. Let me see how many goals he scored last year. Ahead, Campana, Campana, I think he I think he only scored like I think it was like five or six goals last year. I mean, look, Campana, like I said, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and 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 knee jerk and say we need Campana to start over Luis Suarez. It's only been two games. Like people do have to give Campana, uh, I mean not Campana, Luis Suarez more time. Uh he did have the brace, Mitch, uh, where I think he had, if I'm not mistaken, I think he had a hat trick. He, he played twenty. He played twenty six games. He had nine goals. Yeah, so he had a hat trick one time where he had a kick off the left foot, kick off the right foot, and a header. I do remember that happened. And and Dennis is mentioning that you're spitting facts out here, Danny and Mister Krabs. Yes, like I said, you guys got to take it light. It's only been two games. Take it easy, lemon squeezies. Come on. And come you know what? And I don't. I don't look for those of you that are saying that Campana should start and then Luis Suarez should come in. Uh, when everybody else is a little gassed and then he comes in fresh, yeah. I'm okay with that also. But good. If, if they if they choose to make him start, I'm not hating it either. I get it. I do want Campana to get in there a little earlier. I wouldn't mind yeah. him getting 20 to 25 minutes a game. Um, so I, I was looking back. So at 2022, his first season with us, he had 11 goals. And then last year, he had nine goals. But last year, he played more minutes than he played the previous year. Ooh. So he was less effective last year than he was the prior year. Just and look at look at look at this look at this hot take by Kako. We should have kept Joseph Martinez and let Campana go. 
What do you guys think about that chat? You guys think yeah. that we should have let Campana go and kept Joseph Martinez? I mean, if we would have gotten Joseph Martinez for like a a, a Whopper meal, I guess. Because we could have been I, able to give sell Campana to another team, probably make big money. I um I like Joseph, but once Luis Suarez got here, we couldn't keep all three of them. That's impossible. There's a lot of people disagreeing with you, Kako. Yeah, not saying I it's a bad. I mean, Joseph Martinez, listen, you guys saw, I don't know if you guys saw the CF Montreal game. He had, I think, two opportunities. One was a golden opportunity, Joseph Martinez. I mean, with limited time, of course, he didn't start. He came off the bench, but oof, that was rough you, to watch. You know, you know Montreal's coming here, uh, not this week, but next weekend, right? Oh, man, you think he's going to get that full-blown revenge? You think he's going to do it? I think he's... Hey, he, he, he did it against Atlanta last year for us. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna All be right. crazy, son. So, uh, last episode, I was uh, tossing around the idea of the fact that Gregory was cut, and last year everybody was saying that he was our third DP. So, I was wondering if that meant that we now had only two DPs and we had an open DP spot. Yeah, now because of the roster rules, I understood that the third DP had to be a young DP in order to keep the U22 initiative players. Yes. Which we have like five of, but technically three. Let's not let's chill out. Yeah, Don't yeah, even talk technic- anymore. Te- not. Te- technically three. So we got like one. I, I reached out to uh to Tom Bogertz and he confirmed what I was I was when I started reading the rules, he, he confirmed that Gregory was bought down last year. So technically there was no third DP. Because when you have only two DPs, you are allowed to have the, U, the three U22 spots. Now, yeah. if you have a third DP, then it does have to be a U22 initiative. I'm sorry, are you, are you uh, a young DP? I'm sorry. A young, a DP. young DP, yes. But it's, so it's either, and he, there is no clarity yet with the designations of the players, right? Because they're not transparent with it. But either Campana is that third DP, considered a young DP, or we just have that spot open, and that's why we have the three young DPs. So, all in all, no, we don't have uh, an open slot to sign a third DP this summer because otherwise we wouldn't have those three DPs. And by the way, uh, Money Matt, shout out to him. He, uh, he also was chiming in the Discord. If you guys aren't part of the Discord, I left the link somewhere up top and I'll put it again at some point. Uh, he also uh, was talking about that today in the Discord. So, uh, there you go. And Matt. And Money Matt has been pretty concise with his numbers. Like he literally sent us an Excel spreadsheet that looks he like he sent me an updated one, but I I was I didn't have a chance to, to upload it onto the onto the studio. But I'm, I might share that tomorrow. It literally looks like an alien from the movie Independence Day worked on it. I have no yeah. idea how to even use that, how to read that. Matt, Money Matt, whatever you got, that's Excel. Send it to Matt. Send it to Danny, bro. Get that out of here. Uh, that's why that's what we call him money Matt. And he said we could buy down Campana. We have the game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then let me and I'll send out the Discord link one more time. Yeah. And uh Mitch is probably asking to share the, the Excel in the Discord. Oh, oh share get... it in the Discord. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we we gotta get Money Matthews uh permission for that because we don't know if you put formulas or like locked in key codes or whatever. So all right, so I just wanted to put the, the extra DP spot. So it looks like we're set with our DPs for this season. All right, now let's look into the upcoming schedule. So we have coming He's up. Drop it. All right, awesome. 
coming up, we have Orlando on Saturday. Then on March 6th, Nashville, I believe, is currently playing their uh, their second leg of their uh, game against Mocha. Their, so and I would assume Nashville is going to win. So we have Saturday against Orlando at home. Then next Wednesday, we play against Nashville in Nashville in our first Champions Cup game ever. Then we play yeah. against next Sunday against Montreal. And that's a home game. And then three days later, on March 13th, another Wednesday, we go ahead and we play against Nashville again at home in the second leg of that Champions Cup game. And then we play again uh, three days after that against DC United in DC. So within the next, well, starting Saturday, within two weeks, we will be playing five games. We have Orlando, Nashville, Montreal, Nashville, and DC United. Within 14 days, we'll be playing five games. So that led me to believe that there will be a heavy rotation in the lineup, I would assume. So, Chris, I know we do predictions and whatnot, but I'm kind of curious as to what you have to say and what the chat has to say so they could chime in. What do you think things are going to look like in the next five weeks? What players do you think we're just going to be surprised that they're getting so many minutes? And what players are we going to see a lot less of? I think surprisingly, you're going to start to see Busquets' numbers dwindle down a bit. And that's somebody that surprisingly was playing a lot of minutes, especially once we obtained him. Uh, and, and, and like I said, I think that Busquets, he's still affected by some sort of injury or something. Uh, you know, also we have, you know, you said, look at that. Banny is mentioning five games in four, five games in 14 days. This is illegal. Justin chiming in with another power bomb here, and that's uh they keep Campana because of the three young twenty. I mean, he's gonna see somebody that's gonna have some. He's gonna be someone that's gonna get a lot of time too. Uh, well, and just, I mean, just to clarify real quick with ju what Justin said, um, yes, that's why I originally thought they were keeping Campana. But if you have that that thirty DP spot open, you also can yeah. have those uh, three U uh, U twenty two players. And and Esteban is mentioning a rotated lineup versus Orlando. I, mean, I don't probably... think so. I'm I'm gonna put that that schedule back up. When if you look and if you're on if you're on 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 video, you're you're looking at the calendar I put up here. You see up top March second Orlando. I think that we have a full squad for that game, and maybe Luis Suarez maybe doesn't get the full game. Maybe Sergio Busquets, but I think because it's a Saturday game and they have four days in between. That game and um, well, three games days in between that game and in the national game. I do think that we see a, a strong squad in Orlando, but I think that Nashville is the priority. We're gonna have a full squad for Nashville. I think the game that gets sacrificed here is probably Montreal and possibly DC United. I think that Ooh. those two games are gonna get sacrificed. And we're going to see a heavy rotation for those two games, possibly a B squad for one of them. I, I, that Montreal game, if, if you're looking to, to go watch into Miami for the cheap, because, you know, there's not going to be a lot of stars playing. I think that that's going to be the game. I mean, maybe Messi plays, but I, I think that um, it's going to be really you're not going to recognize that team that plays against Montreal, in my opinion. And Pablo is mentioning if Hani Mukhtar isn't playing, it may affect who we play. I also agree with that, too. No, we got I mean, to win. Yeah. I mean, we do have to win, but at the same time, they're just going to hunker down and park the bus, right? Like, they're not mm -hmm. scoring more than one goal that game. 
That's not going to well, happen. With that's that, without Honey Mutar? Exactly. No, they play that low block. They, they, that's not their style. Yeah. So, and then Rich, Richard Greenberg is mentioning get the points at home, B team on the road. No, I wouldn't play. Because we're playing on the road first, I'd go for the win. Uh, or at, and, and, and settle for a draw. Go for the win, settle for a draw, and then you come back home, and then you got that home field advantage. But, yes, we, ho- we host the second leg. So that first game is in Nashville. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think that, like I said, Busquets is probably going to get less time. I think Campana is going to get more time, and it's no, going to be. In, uh, no, you're asking me in terms of like the next couple games, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, and depending on how Gressel plays, I'd like to see what happens to his minutes, uh, because if he really starts to sort of decline, I don't want to see him play more. Gressel's gonna play. If if there's a game that Messi rests, for example, Gressel Gressel's gonna start at right wing. I can't believe like we're looking at Gressel like if he's the best, the Messi backup. But you can't it's look awful. at it like that. He's just I, I the have backup. To look, at, look at what you Why? just did. There's a backup just because it's not called the Messi backup. It's just the backup. I don't like the Messi backup. That's You're never gonna like the Messi backup because nobody could ever measure measure up to Messi. I mean, Emerson, Robert Taylor. Robert Taylor plays the left wing. No. No. All right. Um, So those are the next five games. And it's going to be a tough five games because from March 2nd to March 16th, we got five games. So heavy, heavy rotation. Now, we got Orlando City. Now, we're going to preview Orlando tomorrow with our guest, uh, Alex. But before we do, because we usually spend so much time talking about the opposing team, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on what you think is happening on Saturday. Do you think we're going to roll out the same exact starting 11 that we have the first two games of the season? I think if it ain't broke, don't, you know, don't go around trying to fix it. You know, we've been doing pretty know. well. It looked kind of it. broken in LA. I mean, but then we sort of, it didn't look bro- broken against Real Salt Lake, it looked shook up in LA. But we molded into the game little by little. Um, I think if there's going to uh, be any, I think if there's any changes that are going to be made, let's say Redondo fixes his issues, which I don't think that's going to happen. You know, obviously you're bringing Redondo. Um, we don't know if Redondo's going to play. We don't know if he's going to get his visa yeah. in time. No, of course not. Uh, and Pablo Golazo's siding with you. He's saying it's broke. How many? We, we've played what four halves so far, right? Yeah. Two games, four halves so far. Out of the four halves, I think there's been one good one. The first look, half in the RSL game. Oh, look, there you, you mentioned go. You mentioned that right as Sean Callahan typed in. It go. looks broken over the last three halves. I like the way you think, Sean. So out of those four halves that we've played so far this season, there's been one good half, which was the first half against Rossall Lake. Everybody said that we did not look good the second half of the Rossall Lake game. And I, if for any of you that listen to the Spanish show, Batter Herons and Espanol, uh, Solana and I were going back and forth because I think they looked like crap and they got dominated that game against yeah. LA. He thought otherwise. I'm curious to see if anybody well. else in the chat thought that they that they didn't look bad. I thought that yeah. they were dominated because you, yeah, maybe they didn't score a bunch of goals, but it wasn't because of a lack of opportunities because they were getting chances. So I, I think that Ra, I was about to say Lake, um, I think Inter Miami did not look good. And and Hammy is is saying basically that I said it's not broken, it's just it's just not put together. I mean, it's still 
you could serve you could serve some food on that plate. And uh, Matthew saying Tata is trying to create a poor man's Lisandro Martinez with Noah Allen. But I could see Lisandro that. Martinez is 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 one is considered one of the best uh, center backs in uh, in the EPL. He's playing with Manchester that, United right now. But isn't he like more of like a like a pushing up like offensive minded center back? I guess I don't know. Well, if that's, that's why even... that's 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 why you would put an undersized center back back there. Yeah. To yeah. to take advantage of their speed and their uh, ability. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I mean, look, do I think that they played the best? I don't think so. I think this is the 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 shades of the beginning of the season. Um, would I tinker with the lineup? I would tinker with the lineup, but at the same time, do you think that Tata's going to take the chance of tinkering with a lineup that really hasn't lost a game? Um I mean, I, I think he might. Do I see it coming for this Saturday? Well, because who's healthy enough well, to start over a, one of the current starters? Let's take a look at the lineup. Let's take a look at the starting lineup here. So we're going to bring it up on the video for those of you on audio. We put up the starting lineup of the last game. What changes would you make to this? What the And those change, of you in the chat, let us know what you would make. The only change I would make if Redondo is healthy. Well, actually, you know, even if Redondo is not healthy, I'm benching Grasso. I'm either putting David Reese there or Redondo in for, for Grasso in the midfield. And yeah. I personally would want to see Noah Allen over Kristoff. But Kristoff hasn't played bad. Kristoff hasn't been bad. He hasn't been great. But, but like, well, if, been... You're, if you're thinking about bringing Noah Allen in, then mm -hmm. that means that Noah Allen has to have shown you something that's like spectacularly, spectacularly more than mediocre because the... essentially that's what Kristoff's been doing. He's not great. He's not bad. He's been doing all right. And and Solana's chiming in here that Freire might start for Christoph. Yeah, maybe Freire finally gets in, but I still would rather see Noah Allen or Freire also. How did we how did we get dominated against the Galaxy? Because we were getting beat on the counter, as usual. Yeah. No? And what did we have? We had Busquets running back trying to defend and pulling guys guys down by the shoulder. Yeah. So what, what do we need back there? We need speed. Mota might see the field, baby. Over under no. on field goal kicks. Four? No. What do you think? No. Too much? I, Two? Two and a half? I want David Ruiz in there. I want David Ruiz in there over Gressel. And if Redondo's available, I want Redondo in there to, to, to fill out that midfield. And I want to see Noah Allen get some time there, man. I, I know. I know. I know Freire. Freire is going to get the start if he's healthy. 100%. I understand that. But I, I, I kind of like what I saw from Noah Allen. Look at this comment by Solana. Oh, my goodness. This is, I don't know if I like this. He says he wants to see Alba for Taylor and Allen at left back. That's kind of like what we're waiting what for. We've about, and we've been talking about this because we feel like Jordi Alba, he's most useful on the offensive end. Yeah. So why not just keep him up there? But that's the discussion we had with Negri also. Yes. <laughs> and... And people like Noah Allen, look, there's people that are starting to say, there's a lot of people that Noah Allen is starting to grow on people. So mm -hmm. I think that Noah Allen's been playing well. Do I want to see him play left back behind Jordi Alba? I mean, maybe because they alternate with each other often, but other than that, you know, I don't know. Oh, Hammy said, love you oh. guys. Bring more guests to the Lions then. 
I appreciate the support. Hammy, you were one of the culprits last episode. Yes. You were one you of like be, the five or six. You were you were being ultra disrespectful. So please be nice to our guests. We want we want yeah. people to come back. We uh, do want to have fun with them. So if yeah. it, it, like we like we mentioned earlier, if it's Tommy one time and we feel like people are getting out of out of the box, we're gonna 145 them and that's it. <laughs> uh all right uh so i think we uh, i've basically covered most things we're gonna cover i honestly didn't think we we're gonna go an hour uh but much appreciated to the chat for for helping us get through this hour because it's been a tough day so i am it's been a fun fun hour we appreciate you guys yes uh anything else that you want to cover chris listen i can't wait to get in the lion's den with a lion or like a cub tomorrow Right. Actually, one more thing, Chris. I, I I missed this last thing. There's a Chris has been kicking around the idea of new battered questions with Mr. Don Cafecito, Steve Munoz. Yes. I haven't seen him in the chat today, so uh, I don't know if you want to go over it or you want to wait till tomorrow. Uh, I think we should wait till tomorrow. You're talking about the bacon, eggs, and coffee thing. Yep. Yeah, I mean this picture right here, where we're we're picking what we're doing here in terms of bacon. Eggs and coffee. I mean, we could. I guess we could ask the chat what they would pick here. I mean, let's let's start with you and I, and then the chat can just flood in their comments. So, for those of you on audio, there's six choices of bacon, four choices of egg, and four choices of coffee. Uh, I'll let you pick, Danny. What what, what are you going with here? Uh, so real quick, was well, something that I didn't expect in the in the Discord was people helping us out with stuff like this. So shout out to everybody in the Discord. We had a, a fun conversation about this. But just real quick, um, what, what is that coffee on the bottom? Yeah, that's coffee, yeah. Okay, so I'm going three on the coffee. I'm going three on the egg. And unpopular uh, choice, I, I don't like bacon. So none of the ones on top. Yeah, for those of you that, yeah, I, I don't know. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you, Thomas, for the super sticker. And for those of you that don't know, Danny is absolutely abnormal. Doesn't like bacon. For those of you that that gives you guys no, no, no. The right. Thank to you, Money Matt. In the chat. Thank you, Money Matt. Money Matt's with me. Bacon what? is disgusting. Thank what? you. Are it you all? Aw you're awful. You're basically just licking a pig's skin. If you don't like bacon, chat, you need to step yourself out of here, Danny. You need to step yourself out of here. So well, I would yeah, pick, well, I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you what bacon I would choose. I choose like five. I love my bacon crispy. I might go six. I might go six on the bacon and I'll go two on the egg. Look at that. Here we go, Karen. Thank you, uh, Karen. Uh, you see, you see, you son of a bitch making me feel like shit. Everybody's with me. Sausage over Might bacon. Be. Yes. Chorizo over bacon. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Turkey bacon slaps. I agree with that. Turkey bacon is good. Yes. No, but Messi does not like bacon. That's bullshit. I don't believe that one second. Well, I'm going five on the bacon. I'll go like two or three with the eggs. I'll probably go with like two. And then with the coffee, I'll just go four, I guess. Hmm. You so know what? You know what is good? That's a matter question. You know what is good? Turkey bacon. Turkey bacon is good. Somebody mentioned here that turkey bacon is better than that. So Yes, turkey bacon is better than actual bacon. So 100% I am with turkey bacon. Yep, there you go. So I, I don't, I don't like bacon. Get... Look at Cla look at Clara. Look at, uh, yo, 
Thank you, people. And for those of you who don't like bacon, like, what are you doing with your whole life, with your whole existence? And I'm not a big coffee person either. I started drinking yeah. it recently, but I'm not big on coffee. But that's right. it. I'm All ready. Right. I'm ready to fire that one off. If you guys got like better ones, please Just let us know. Let us know in the know. Discord. Yeah, let us know in the Discord, and and you know we'll 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 run it up the table and see if we could premiere it. So yeah, man, I love those kind of things. You know, we get to know people past soccer and messy and stuff. So yeah. Chicharrones is different. I, I get it. I understand where the similarity is, but it's different. When you have that in a bandeja paisa, it's just different. It is. Give me an. So, uh, I don't know, whatever. Maybe I sound in particular critical. All right. Uh, Chris, any final words before we uh, head out of here? We ended up going over an hour. 100% did not expect this, but. Yeah. Well, no, that's about it, man. I mean, look, I'm waiting for. I'm ready for tomorrow. We're going to talk with Alex to go over the Orlando City crappy team. Remember, and no then, 145 uh, in him. Yeah, don't 145 him, guys. Let's let's be nice. Let's <laughs> let's make up for a last one, okay? Let's make up and double down on the niceness. Make him, make him like a a, a wish. I mean, it's so uh, hard because he's an Orlando fan. Like, what a, a what a time. Simba, he's a wish Simba. Hmm. So yeah, man, good to go. Tomorrow we'll have <laughs> our guest, and then this Saturday we're gonna have our game. It's gonna be phenomenal. I can't wait. And shout out to Esteban. Uh, I, I believe you were the one that told me about the spattered uh, hair on jersey. I did. I wore it right after I got it a couple episodes ago. I did get it. So appreciate you for, for telling me about it. Um, this is a good one. But the, 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 that is. I'm sorry, oh, Danny. Yeah, I stepped all over you. All good. All right. Uh, and then the tres leches flan or arroz con leche. Ooh, arroz con leche. Is, that, that, but that's like more I of a history. That's a more of a Hispanic sort of question. Like, I'll answer that question for you. I'll tell you it's flan every day, all day. Nah, it's arroz con leche for me. Oh, my God. You're awful. Just end the show, man. Get out of here. You don't like bacon. <laughs> you like terrible dessert. Get out of here. Well, again, we appreciate you guys. If you're listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Please leave us five-star comment, review, all that other good stuff. If you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way. Please like, subscribe. All that other good stuff. Share it to your friends. And if you are part of the comment section watching us live, we appreciate you guys joining in on us make sure you join the discord and we can have these conversations about these silly things popping up in the chat right now uh we love having those silly conversations and uh thank you for joining us for the last hour uh i needed it today was a rough day so appreciate you guys and uh until the next one have a good one